guys, this is Sam with Rowdy Alternative, and today we are with Hannah Wickland. How are you? I'm wonderful. How are you? Good, good. You staying busy? Yeah, things are definitely starting to ramp up. I am gearing up to leave for another tour. Just wrapped one and just announced one yesterday. So mm -hmm. I'm, uh, yeah, busy is a good word. Yeah, I saw that. You're hitting, the, it, yeah, world tour, right? You're going to oh, Europe yeah. and everything. Yeah, that's exciting. Um, yeah, it'll be a full year. Yeah, nice. Uh, so I guess let's start like for people who don't know, uh, just like where you come from, where you uh, grew up at, and got into music. So uh, if you want to go ahead. Um. Yeah, I'm from Hilton Head Island, South Carolina, originally, and music is very much part of my family. Um, my dad had a band, uh, like. 35, 40 years ago. <laughs> and my brother growing up, he played and my sister danced and um, my mom's, my mom's dad, my grandfather, uh, he was a musician as well. So um, it's kind of effervescent in our, in our family unit. And uh, so I, I came to it pretty young. Yeah. So a quick story, because I think you'll, you might get a kick out of this, but it was probably about... 10 years ago at this point, me and my family go to went to Hilton Head Island growing up all the time just for vacation. We're from Kentucky, so we it's not too long of a drive, you know, just a nice mm -hmm. little vacation. And uh, we went there, and uh, we were walking around Caligny Plaza. Does that ring a bell? Oh, yeah. Caligny <laughs> for sure. Yeah. 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 We were walking around, and sure as shit, uh, the Stepping Stones were playing. <laughs> yeah. It, yeah. Okay. I remember it was a, uh, was it three of you? Yeah, power trio all the time. Yep, that was it. At that point, it was probably me, Mick, and Ryan. That would be my guess. So I actually have the answer for you because I ended up buying a CD that day. I believe <laughs> it might have been from your dad. I think I remember him telling me that Definitely. it was your, yeah. So I got it right here. <laughs> oh, Looking Glass. Oh, yeah. Looking Glass. Yes. Okay, so I think Andrew was the bass player at this point. So, yep, yep it was Andrew and Ryan and I. Wow. Yep, that's that right. So yeah. <laughs> oh, that's so great. Oh, my gosh. What a moody photo shoot. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, yeah, I, I thought you... Yeah, I thought you'd get a kick out of that. That was forever ago, and I remember around... Wow. Yeah, and I remember around the pandemic, like I did, you know, I had the CD, played it, and then it kind of, you know, CDs are CDs nowadays. You don't really play them as often. So I was going through them, like, oh shit, I wonder what happened to these guys. And I looked it up, and you were still going. So that's kind of how I reconnected with your music, and I'm glad I did because it's gotten, you know, nothing but better from there. So, man, I love to hear that. That is so sweet, and. uh Man, we played so many shows on Hilton Head, and, and Caligny Plaza was our Thursday night gig, and it was, wow, what a what a time <laughs> warp, you know? It, it was just, that that's so wild. It is, it's so nice to reconnect. Yeah. Thank you it, for having me. That's yeah, so sure. Funny. Yeah, I, that, it was, it was just funny thinking about that, but uh, moving on, um, so, uh, were you, uh, you said you were managed by your dad and I've heard you say on like previous interviews, right? Before? No, not, not really. I okay. mean, my dad, my dad, like, uh, 
you know, he was like my sound guy and he like, you know, took the phone calls and stuff up until I was like 12. And then I pretty much took over like management of the band. And I was the one like, you know, dealing with all of the scheduling and setting up all the practices and, you know, securing payment and uh, getting raises and all that kind of stuff <laughs> I started doing at a young age. And then, um, but when I was like 18, I got my first agent and then I didn't get my first real manager um, until I was like, I think I was 19 or 20. But my dad was always like this, like super, super supportive role. Um, but he definitely let me, you know, I learned a lot about business at a young age because I was kind of, uh, handling a lot of the, the stuff myself, but obviously with assistance, um, yeah. you know, just in certain regards, you know, I, he had to sign off on my bank account and all that kind of stuff. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, it was, a uh, it was a fairly, um, free, uh, experience. I got a lot of, um, trust from my parents early on to handle a lot of big things. So yeah, so doing that at such a young age, was that like not overwhelming to you or did you just like hop into it and it was like no problem? It was um you know, I think at times it was overwhelming, but I really loved it and I, you know, as far as, you know, like the right brain left brain kind of thing goes, I Um, when I was younger, I was able to kind of like weave in and out of them a lot easier as an adult. I find myself like kind of needing to prioritize my creativity at this point above doing more of the mechanical things. Um, but as a kid, I really enjoyed, you know, doing these practical things, these black and white things. Um, and then kind of drifting off into my songwriting at the end of the night, you know? And um, so it was a great learning curve, but yeah, it was, I was, I was handling a lot and I think I was also using it as kind of like a coping mechanism because I had gone through like a really big loss um, with my first drummer. He passed away um, from a plane crash in uh, 2006. We had kind of just started getting the band booked and when we were playing you know our first few shows and um and I think I I think I poured myself into the band so heavily at such a young age as a way to you know honor Mark and mm-hmm. and like keep keep things going you know right. and yeah um so yeah so I think I think in some ways it was really great and I think in other ways it was probably like borderline unhealthy but but (laughs) I'm working through it now don't worry yeah yeah you I'd say you're doing pretty good it just just from the time I've just what from I've been following it seems like with every release it just gets not only you creatively but the how it pops off and the reaction to it it just seems like it gets bigger each time so um speaking of like yeah speaking of like the creative process um I ask this to every artist and usually, you know, it's, it's a cliche question, but I ask it anyway. When it comes to writing, uh, is there a certain process that you have when it comes, like, do you sit down, kick a riff out, go off that, or do you start with the lyrics? 
You know, every single song is its own adventure for me. I pretty much dive into whatever is inspiring me in the moment. And that could be me sitting down at the piano and kind of playing around with some chords. A lot of times at the piano, um, it kind of comes all at once. Like I'm like singing and playing and kind of like emoting to the piano. Um, But with guitar, it can be that same kind of idea or there can be a riff or a lot of times I'm really inspired by, you know, like the title of a song. And so like the lyrical content will kind of come to me first. And then I'm more so building the world around that. So it's a really, um, it's a really different process every time. And that's, that's kind of what keeps it interesting for me too. Sure. So, uh, when you focus on, uh, creating a song, um, are you, do you focus more since you're, you're a, for people who don't know, also plays a mean ass guitar. So <laughs> like, do you focus more on the instrumental part or your songwriting or is that another interchangeable thing? It's kind of, um, you know, I think for me, the whole art, project of this record and is kind of everything coming full circle for me and um so if anything it's almost like I look at each of my songs as like their own art piece so it's it's more about serving the song and I like at this stage I think the song is what dictates what is going on you know like the the heart of the message of the song. So the lyrics can also kind of paint a picture um, yeah. musically. So you're kind of just like following this path, um, this like almost like predestined like vibe that you're just trying to capture with the track. And so, um, yeah, it's it's every every time, like I said, it's like a different approach for each song. And you kind of have to like dive into each one separately. And and I think that's what makes um, for me a very interesting record is when every song has its own identity and kind of evolves from, you know, hopefully similar, but different places. Okay. Yeah. So it's funny you say like the vibe, like the all around vibe, because um, when the, the unique thing about you is that it, with the, and for those who don't know, again, upcoming album is The Prize. Um, uh, can we get a, you, what's the release date? And I know it changed. It's uh, January 12th. Okay, so January 12th. And and those who've seen the cover art for not only uh, the new record, but also the individual singles that were put out, uh, they're, it's by you, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. So is that? have to do does like do you sit down paint a picture and like then write a song or is it write a song paint a picture about it how does that all that has to be part of the process right so far so far that part is very consistent which is that I write the song and then I paint the picture and I didn't really you know I didn't write this album anticipating creating a whole world around it um, like I am doing at this point. And that was actually, that kind of came out of heartbreak <laughs> that kind of oh. came out of, um, you know, in a, I like to say like in a parallel universe, this record was supposed to have come out last year, 
um, when I was on tour with Marcus King, you know, that Mm -hmm. was kind of the original plan. And, um, you know, this business can be cruel and this record has definitely gotten the short end of the stick, um, multiple times over at this point. And so it really took me like fighting for this record to get it to come out, um, even at all. And so I found myself with like all of this extra time on my hands, but I was not ready to pour myself into my next batch of songs and like really pour myself into my next record when I didn't even know what was was going on with this one, which I loved so much. So instead of like, you know, working on something else or in that time staying patient, I almost doubled down and was like, no, you know what? Instead of just having these songs, I want to paint a three by four foot oil painting to go along with each song. I was like, let me make this even more complicated for myself. (laughs) Um, And, you know, I've I've finished five out of the 10, but um, it's going to be like kind of an ongoing process. Probably some of them coming out after the album has been released. But, um, but yeah, it's, it's really uh, the, the art side is really what, kept me going when yeah. I didn't know how this record was going to come out. So it's, uh, again, like a very full circle, um, eye opening project to have worked on. Yeah. So with your paintings, do you like, do you, uh, sell prints of them? I guess we might as well plug that if you do. I don't know if you do or not. <laughs> I, do. I do. Thank you there for you asking. <laughs> yes. And I'm, uh, I'm still figuring out exactly what the applications are going to totally consist of, but I, uh, I have some, some pretty cool ideas and, and I've wanted to take, I do more like pattern work too. And there's a specific pattern that I kind of consider my own cheetah print. I've always loved cheetah print. I've used mm. the same cheetah print guitar strap since I was nine years old. <laughs> and, um, my, my sister gave it to me and, uh, I've just like drawn this pattern since I was like three years old, four years old was when I started kind of doing this like squiggle thing. And so, um, you know, I'm, I'm hoping to get some cool scarves and kind of do some out of the box kind of stuff, uh, with some of the artwork from this record. So, yeah, right on. Um, so, uh, so back to the record, you, the way you described it almost, you said it's like its own world, is this supposed to be like kind of a concept album then? Like, did you have that in mind? Tells like a certain story, whatever. Or, uh, I don't know if that makes sense. Really. No, that <laughs> totally makes sense. It's a great question. And it definitely, in hindsight, it's coming across that way. Um, but that was not my intention going in. Um, for me, it was, I wrote all of these songs in the span of like, I think like six to eight months. And so this record is very much like a a captured this like very intense time in my life um, that I consider like the beginning of the passing of the baton from girlhood to womanhood. That's like the ultimate line for me when it comes to this record, because it's totally captures, you know, that like heartache and some of these like hard realizations. And, you know, when you're, when you're making that transition 
you know, you come into um, the beginning of adulthood with like, you know, wide eyes and optimism and all these things. And um, you think you're never going to be the one that gets taken advantage of, you know, you're like, for me, I was like, I'm too smart. Like I got this. I'm, I have a really good read on people and, um, you know, no one is safe basically. And so, you know, a lot of those lessons are learned the hard way. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so it's, it's just kind of like an aching to be loved and like understanding what went wrong in certain areas and like forgiving yourself and forgiving other people and being like, you know what, we didn't work out, but it's okay. And yes, you have darkness, but you're also beautiful. So it's just this like fully, um, you know, like a big realization moment. Okay. Caught in in time. Yeah. No. And the, you describing it like that, that went across well on the tracks that I've heard so far. Like, a hide and seek especially was very intense and like, but like in the best way, but it was like hectic and chaotic. And like, so like it, the way you just described that, it captured it well, I think. And, um, Thank you. so yeah. So, um, with this record, it, it sounds a lot, not a lot different, but it sells, sounds significantly different than your last, um, the, your self-titled one from 2018, and, um, like, I want to say it's almost like there's like psychedelic moments in it for me. Blues psychedelic mix, like kind of like cream in a way. Oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Like, is, it, is there a certain direction that you're trying to go like instrumentally or the style that you want to put in your music or like most of what you're saying here? Is it just like all whatever comes kind of thing? Yeah, the second one. It's <laughs> really just, you know, I'm a very, I'm a very emotional person. Um, I have been forever. I am quite, quite in touch with my emotions. And um, so whenever I'm writing, it's usually like, you know, I'm, I'm a quality over quantity songwriter when it comes to like the amount of songs I write Mm. it's really you know I pour myself into whatever it is that I'm working on and and it you know it can be painful you know being a songwriter and kind of reliving these emotions but it's also extremely cathartic um but yeah it's a it's an interesting it's an interesting way to work through some stuff yeah so like so if you could describe the record like if there was a message is trying to get across or is if they're in a nutshell like what would you explain that as you know i think the the message in itself is um probably probably the the main message from the title track which is the prize which to me kind of sums up um you know you've gone through all of these hard things and and stuff and and you kind of have to let go of pieces of yourself mm-hmm. along the way and you have to kind of like forgive your past self and um mostly though you have to love yourself there's a a line in that song that says um I had to make room in my life for the woman I wanted to be loving myself is what brought her to me. Mm -hmm. And I think that message would probably be 
the pinnacle point uh, that I am trying to uh, get across with this collection of music. Okay. No, that's a fantastic message that like anyone could relate to that. Like, like no matter what, like we all have demons or, you know, skeletons in the closet, but that's everybody, you know, can't do anything about it. Yes, exactly. And facing it and owning it and being able to talk about it takes the power away from that and gives it back to yourself and you can kind of reclaim yourself and your message and you know who you are moving forward so um yeah everybody's got them you know that's kind of uh you know in hide and seek it's i'm I'm saying let your demons hang out man like i want to know what i'm getting into because everybody's got some shit everybody brings baggage and shit to the table it's Mm -hmm. about your willingness to address it head on um that makes a big difference especially nowadays with like these everyone's so critical of the next person and like thinking they're perfect and in reality like they have the same deal going on just in a different way they have shit they're hiding you know Mm -hmm. they have shit that they don't want to talk about so yeah, no, yeah. that's a good that's a good uh, commentary, especially nowadays. But uh, so, um, what about the personnel you have on this record? Who, what, like producing? Who's playing in uh, your band and everything? And well, the record was produced by Sam Kiska of Greta Van Fleet, nice. and uh, he brought Daniel Daniel mm. Wagner on board, who plays drums um, in GBF, and so I. I'm not really going out on a limb by saying I think I have the best rhythm section round <laughs> on yeah. that record. Uh, as a as a rock and roll artist, it's uh, it's really cool to you know be be creating music with like minded individuals who are influenced by the same music as me and grew up in a similar way of of kind of being the outsider when it came to the type of music that we played and and also being young and accomplishing, you know, some some cool things. It was um a really awesome experience, you know. Yeah. Very very fun. Yeah. I mean that's a killer team you got there, I'd say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was it was pretty pretty epic. Yeah, so uh, let let's talk about uh, real quick about your uh, upcoming tour, Hell in the Hallway tour, world tour. I should specify. Um, is this the longest one you've done? The biggest one? You know, it's kind of hard. I mean, as far as one complete solid tour, which I think we're going to be announcing more stuff as we go. Um, the short answer is yes. This is like the coolest, most uh, complete package of a tour that I've ever uh, done myself. But I was, I was when I was younger and more of that like constant touring kind of phase where I'd be playing, you know, like 200, 250 shows a year. And uh, so those were, those were more of those like mushy, never ending tours that didn't really have a name. And you're just kind of booking it out on the road yeah. so um this one's actually you know this one feels really really good and really complete and i'm i'm very uh very eager to get this get this show on the road yeah yeah that's exciting stuff how do you uh do you you're in your personal opinion like what do you, or not opinion but really just 
how do you deal with being on the road? Like those dates are like, there's a lot of dates. It's a lot of places. Uh, how do you do on the road? If that makes sense. It's very broad, but like, cause a lot of people handle it differently. A lot of people love it. They eat it up. A lot of people, they'd rather be in the studio. Like what, what's your thoughts on just a big tour like that? Well, playing live is my absolute favorite thing in the world. I love connecting with the audience and, and just feeling, feeling connected. Um, energetically speaking, there's nothing like it. And I feel the most like comfortable and the most myself when I'm up there emoting with my (laughs) every being. Um, so as far as like the show component goes, that is the best part. All of the travel and stuff really starts to catch up with you. (laughs) So, um, you know, I'm, I'm actually actively like, figuring out what my new flow is on tour because when you're younger, you can get away with certain things. Um, you know, I'm going to be, I'll, I'll be turning 27, uh, on tour next year. And I have, uh, I have rounded that corner where I want to get my rest. I need to (laughs) make sure I'm drinking enough water you know, I'm, yep. I'm, I'm learning how to prioritize, uh, those kind of things while being on the road. So I'm actually, I'll get back to you because I'm on a new adventure of trying to, trying to find some balance on tour. So wish me luck. Yeah. Yeah. No, Godspeed for sure. I, I, I don't know how musicians do it. I, I couldn't do it, but, um, uh, you, so, you can, you'd surprise yourself. I bet you'd be able to, you'd be able to muster up the energy and the strength. It's, it's really exhilarating. You know, it's hard, yeah. but you know, you get to have a new adventure every day. Every single day is different. It's, it's really special. So, you know, I don't want to dissuade anybody. It's, it's, yeah. it's fantastic. And you, yeah. you do great. Right. Yeah. I, I hope so. But, uh, <laughs> Yeah, add a tour, add a stop in Caligny while you're at it. And talk to whoever's in charge. <laughs> oh man, uh, that that was that was such a time, such a time yeah. in my life. That's so yeah. epic. <laughs> but uh, thanks for hopping on. I got a couple more questions here, real quick. They just came to my mind. Are you a cool. Beatles fan by chance? Oh my gosh! Yeah. Okay. All right. So, what do you think of this uh, new? This their last song that's coming out in a couple of days. Have you seen anything about that? I have seen. I guess it's a good thing I haven't heard because it's not out yet. I didn't. I'm not keeping track on exactly when it drops. But yeah. you know what? I'm I'm excited to listen to it. I think that. Yeah, I don't. I have a very. I have, I have an open mind. I'm I'm excited. Yeah, I get. It's just kind of strange. Like, I think because it was from John, like a tape recorded by John. I think. And mm-hmm. then they basically tried to to put everyone together when George was still alive, and they didn't have the technology or something to do it. And George died, and they tried again, and they're doing the whole AI thing that's going on right now. And but I guess, I thought, but the AI part I thought was just them extract. They had they like used yeah. AI to extract something, or I didn't. I thought that it was. I've heard at least that there was no like creation of ai you know being like oh this is what they would have done or you know you're right i was under under the impression no you're exactly right AI, AI, AI. 
<laughs> no, I, I, but, I, yeah. <laughs> but but you're correct. It, it, they're, that's all they're doing. They're just take extracting. They're lifting his vocals from his piano, and they still have George's recording from when they tried to do it. And then obviously Paul and Ringo. So that'd be interesting. I was just curious. You seem like a Beatles person. So, (laughs) but uh, yeah. (laughs) So one final question I ask everybody I have on is, uh, are you into the TikTok game? Because everyone is nowadays. You, do you use TikTok or you live by TikTok? Anything? You know what? I, I am very resistant of new things i am not stoked about tiktok (laughs) i definitely don't utilize it as a um as like a social media for myself as a consumer um but i you know and, and one of the things that i knew about you know, as like the social media shift kind of was happening as I was growing up and coming up, um, you know, I was very adamant that I didn't want to be playing my guitar into, you know, my phone at home just because playing live for human beings has been something that I have done since I was, yeah, I've been performing since I was like five years old. And that's so special to me. And you, there's, you can't replicate that and you cannot capture that with a phone. There's something that just becomes so small about a moment that is shared between humans when it's, you know, on a phone. And so I, I've done it, I've done it sometimes, you know, and at times, you know, I'm willing to kind of go out on a limb, but I, for TikTok's sake, I was like, you know, I, 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 don't want to be so resistant that I'm just, you know, a Scrooge basically. (laughs) And so I've found that just sharing little tidbits from my life without the goal of, um, being TikTok famous, you know, TikTok launched my career Mm. in no way, shape or form. Am I looking at TikTok as the solution to any of my problems? (laughs) Um, I am just going to stay present on there and I enjoy sharing like cool little moments from like the day or like, uh, you know, crazy universe lineup, you know, synchronicity thing that happens or, um, you know, I don't know. I just kind of if I, if I feel so inspired or inclined, then I do it, but it's a scary place. I'm not, I'm not so, I'm not so sure. <laughs> yeah. I, I always, I say it's a scary place too, but then sometimes like a funny video pops up and then there I am just swiping and swiping. But I think you, I think you've got enough buzz now that where you don't need TikTok anyway. A lot of people, like you said, get their careers launched on it, but I think you missed that train in the best way possible. <laughs> you don't need to rely on it, but uh but uh Hannah, thank you so much. I appreciate you hopping on. Thank you. This was lovely and it is it's so nice to uh to spend some time talking with you and and I appreciate you listening and so yep. lovely to reconnect. Yeah, absolutely. If you have uh, any plugs for socials or anything, obviously you have a record coming out, so go ahead, you can say. It. Cool. Yeah, I've just got this uh, brand new record of mine called The Prize dropping on January 12th. Um, you can pre-order it, pre-order it on my website. <laughs> and that's all I got. 
Awesome. Everyone, thank you for listening. I'm Sam. This is Hannah Wicklin. And thanks for listening to Rowdy Alternative. I'll see y'all.